You are listening to the Give Me Five Podcast, episode 182, Side B. This is the Give Me Five podcast, a bi-weekly podcast reviewing the things you love today and the things you might have loved yesterday. My name is Hardy McBigjock, and I'm joined by Dilberry Stinkshoot. Hello. And Lambast Ringapole. From the long line of ringapoles (laughs) scattered across Europe. As gypsies. (laughs) Gypsies. The gypsy filthy, filthy people. <laughs> this is are, a side view. Number one podcast amongst the gypsies. <laughs> they need to listen to something while going from town to town. That's right. Gypsy. We're, we're going to talk about more Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. But this time it's worse. And of course, we'll <laughs> give our answer to our Give Me Five question of the week. Okay, so I think we've gone over the spoiler thing, and this time. I'm not going to feel bad. <laughs> Sorry, but there's going to be spoilers. And feel a little uh, bad, maybe. If you haven't seen this yet, it's from 1995, so you're either really young, or you just aren't paying attention, and or you just don't care, <laughs> or you just don't care. And I, which I, you might not be wrong. Yeah, this one, it's I. I can't say that it was like, hey, you got to see this. I'm not going to spoil it. I don't. That's there will be spoilers. This is your spoiler alert. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So, our movie for this week is Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat! Was released on August 18th of 1995. Was directed by Paul Anderson, who actually went on from this film to direct another Give Me Five loved movie. Do you know what that movie is? And that's the re- that's actually the reason he was not involved in Mortal Kombat 2. Uh, was it Event Horizon? It was Event Horizon. Oh, love good. that one. Yeah. But this movie actually stars Christopher Lambert, Robin Shu, Lyndon Ashby, Kerry Hiroyuki Tagawa, Brigitte Wilson-Sampras, Talisa Soto, Trevor Goddard, Chris Casamasa, Francois Petit, and Keith Cook. And then a um, whole bunch of other extras. Brigitte Wilson at the time, because she wasn't married to Pete Sampras, that tennis playing poof, uh, <laughs> was was my crush around this time. Nice. Loved loved her. Uh, and I guess it's Bridget, not Brigitte, but... Yeah. Well, you know. Sounds that's probably Maybe that's why she didn't ever answer my letters. She knew oh. I was pronouncing her name wrong, and she was like, that's why she, her lawyers kept on saying, stop writing. Don't. Just, just don't respond. Yeah. Stop asking for her nail clippings and... And use tissues. You're right. It was the uh, the spelling. That's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was. Yeah. No, she was, uh, I loved her in uh, Billy Madison. Just, mm-hmm. she, was, mm-hmm. she was, it was just a fun movie. I, that's up there as one of my more favorite comedies. And she was in it. And anyway, that Veronica Vaughn, as we oh. said in the chat. So. Well, the movie actually had a budget of $18 million. 
And it ended up grossing 70.5. So it really made its money back. Damn. And interestingly enough, at one point, it was the fourth highest grossing video game adaptation. Hmm. So uh, I actually have a little game for you. A game? A game, I game. say. I'm going to pit you two against each other. Ooh. And you have, there are obviously 10 movies that are in the top 10. Okay. <laughs> um, I will let you guys go one at a time. If you miss, your turn is over. Well, you get you get one at a time, and if you miss, you get it. You get you get an X, and if you get two X's, you're out. Whoever gets the most of the ten before being eliminated wins. Video wow, game adaptation, huh? I will pick a number between one and five, and whoever gets the closest gets to go first. Omar, uh, two. Greg. Three. The number is four. Greg gets to go first. Uh, Shit. <laughs> I so was happy there, to not there go are <laughs> there are ten movies that are in the top ten. Oh dear. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to think of video game adaptations that came out more recently. And I know there was one that we talked about very recently, and I'm not remembering it at all right now. It was like right when we first started the show. There this are is... there are a couple that have come out in the last three to four years. Four years. Hmm. Jeez, you can see how much how well these video game adaptations stick. Um, so I. Well, God, the, oh, there's only one popping into my mind right now and it's not in the list i guarantee it. uh we'll go with resident evil well yeah, there's cool. a bunch of them which one the the uh the for the last one i forget what it's called final the final chapter or the final zombie chick i don't know that one the final chapter yeah that one resident evil the final chapter is in fact number six <laughs> really yeah that's one okay. point for Greg. Uh, Omar, you're next. Uh, Hitman. Hitman is, in fact, not in the top ten. Yeah, I didn't think oh, so. It was, the, only, it was the first one I could think of. Because I like, what's his name? The actor who played him in the first movie. Uh, is it Timothy Oliphant? Timothy Oliphant. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I should get a point for that. Just saying. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> you can give Greg all my points. I'm cool with it. Greg, <laughs> your turn. My turn. Uh... Let's go Prince of Persia. Oh my god, I forgot about that. Prince of Persia is in fact number five on the list Damn. at 336 million. Nice, nice. That's two points for Greg. Man. And we're oh not counting we're not counting board game movies, correct? Correct. This is just video game adaptations. Uh I got it. The emoji movie. <laughs> Wait, doesn't that, does that not count? That's not that's <laughs> that's, not. that's not a video game. I know. <laughs> it's the I'm struggling here. I really... Can I use the internet? No. Ah. Uh, <laughs> cheater. There was... We talked about this recently. Um, Doom. With the, wasn't Doom. The Rock in there? And Carl Urban? He was. I, I was talking... And to... Doom is, in fact, 
Not on the list. Ah. Omar, I'm going to have to give you three strikes because you're <laughs> you're, I'm tr- I'm... you're already out of the game. So I'll give you one more strike. Uh, Greg, it's your turn. Silent Hill. Silent one. Hill is one. not on the list. Greg's first strike. Oh. I know there's an obvious one. I'm just not remembering it. There's a, there's several obvious ones. Yeah. Uh... And, in, I'll, and in fact, I'm going to give Omar a hint. There's one movie that appears twice on this list. Well, it's not really. I mean, because that's... it was released twice. The same movie? Two separate two separate versions of the movie. The same so okay, so literally the same movie, but but No, 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 no. The same the same title. The the same the same um origin. But like but like part one and part two, or the, the, or like the same, no, no, no. It was the same game, same game, same game, but two different movies from it. Right. Oh shit. Um. Stop with the clicky. Sorry. <laughs> uh, same game. Two different. One of them. Versions. One of them came out in two thousand one. Okay. And then they redid it. And then they redid it. I actually liked the remake better. Uh. I'm going to say, I got it. I know this one. Super Mario Brothers. That's the first thing you I are, can think of. I'm trying. You are terrible at this game, Omar. I'm trying. I really am. Greg, can you get the, can you get the title from the that description? So much better. I, I don't remember. Like, it's funny because all of the ones I remember are just terrible ones. Like Super Mario Brothers, Wing Commander. That's not a guess, by the way. Uh 2001. You're missing a couple of really big ones. You're missing one that you've talked about multiple times on this podcast. 2001. So that would be... And it came out last year. Jesus Christ. Well, it's not... Oh, I have no idea. In the last year, I don't know what's happening. Yeah, we suck. I don't feel bad. You got to give me actors. (laughs) Because I'm never going to guess them. Jim Carrey. Mr. Popper's Penguins? (laughs) That'd be a terrible video game. <laughs> Jim Carrey. Jesus. Why what the fuck was he in recently? Oh, Sonic the Hedgehog. There you go. Sonic the Hedgehog oh. is actually number seven. He's in Sonic the Hedgehog? He was Dr. Robotnik. Oh, okay. uh, the Pikachu movie. Is that That's that? the detective one? Yeah. I'm just giving that to you. Yes. Detective Pikachu. Pikachu is actually number two at four hundred and thirty-three million. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It did very well. It's good. Wow. Okay. It, it was an enjoyable movie. All right. What was number one? Well, Greg hasn't got all of his strikes yet. Oh, yeah, he but I'm to see how many oh, he can Omar. Get. Omar can't come back. No, I'm sure Omar's there's out. listeners screaming at their car right now. Yeah. Uh, the, oh, the, well, this won't be on there. But there was the uh, that game where you steal cars, not. Grand Theft Auto, but the one, it didn't do well. So that won't be on there. Uh, I was actually surprised by number one. But if you, consider, Dragon. if you consider the fan base that this game has, it's not that surprising. That I just went online and now I'm looking at a whole list of, of, move, of it, games. It wasn't, it wasn't a fantastic movie, but the fan base um, showed up and probably made it number one. I don't know. I have no idea. Final Fantasy? Nope. Not on the list. Warcraft. 
Warcraft is number one. Oh. That's because well, that's because of China. It did terrible here, but it it crushed all of the records in China. Four hundred and thirty nine million. Warcraft is number one. Number three was also a surprise. Starred the Rock. Uh, that was all. Well, Doom had the Rock, but nope. Uh, oh, uh, yeah, I won't remember. Starred, um, was it Lizzie, George, and Ralph? Oh, Rampage. There you go. Oh, There's, that's and number four for the for rounding out the top five. Number four is a mobile game. And it was yeah, a- Angry Birds. There you go. Oh my God, that's right. Angry Birds was number four. So your top five were Warcraft, Detective Pikachu, Rampage, Angry Birds, and Prince of Persia. Hmm. R- rounding out the top ten, Greg got. Uh, oh Resident- wait, hold on. Uh, uh, the one with Angelina Jolie, Tomb Raider. Tomb That's got to be in there yeah. somewhere, right? Tomb Raider is number nine. Tell me what number ten was. Tomb Raider 2. <laughs> no, Tomb the 2018 Raider. Tomb Raider that starred ah. the other girl. Okay. Oh, that's right. There was a so, like a reason. Tomb Raider was number the 9. Tomb Raider also Tomb Raider not Tomb Raider was number 10. 10. Nice. Did not see that. Or maybe I did and forgot. I heard it was very uh, not memorable from you, actually. So the only other one that we did not get was another Resident Evil game and that was Afterlife at number uh, nine, 8, number 8. Resident gotcha. Evil Afterlife was number 8. Is that with uh Mila Jovovich as well. Same. Uh, I don't know that Afterlife had Jovovich. Well, I think most of them, I believe, were directed by her husband, if I remember correctly. And that is our top 10 video game movies by box office numbers. We suck. Yeah. Hopefully people... uh, um, weren't depending on us to solve like major problems when it comes to that. <laughs> well, Greg ran away with that game since Omar didn't even get onto the I, board. I, I meant well. <laughs> and I didn't cheat. So No, you did not. So that's cool. Cause, no, because if you had, you would have at least gotten one. Correct. He looks so cute struggling in the in the screen. So back to our mm, back to cool. our crappy movie. Um, we are doing Mortal Kombat from 1995, the synopsis of which is three unknowing martial artists are summoned to a mysterious island to compete in a tournament whose outcome will decide the fate of the world. Super intense plot. Speaking of, uh, Resident Evil was, was, uh, directed by the same director of this movie. Oh, Really? And he is, in fact, buried to Mila Jovovich, which is why he is... Paul Anderson? Yeah. Excellent. Did not know those things. Paul Anderson is that director that film snobs like to make fun of, but people that just really like action movies and want to see shit blow up and see monsters and shit are like, oh, so fucking cool. Like, he's the epitome of that. And it depends on what... Depends on how I wake up that day, what I feel. When it comes to his movies. Although Event Horizon is excellent. That's a great movie. Event Horizon is a great movie. Yes. So, Mortal Kombat, Rob. Every time I say it, you got to scream. Mortal Kombat! (laughs) (laughs) And then do mouth techno. (laughs) (laughs) 
uh, where were we here? Initial thoughts? Is that where yeah, we're at? Initial thoughts. You know, I thought this movie was so cool back in the day. This was one of those that I I didn't own it, but I had access to it somehow, and it would be one of those I would just put on to try out stereo systems and surround sound if I was like at someone's place and they had it mm-hmm. or whatever, just because of that opening sequence, like. The the music coming in and the the New Line Cinema thing and then the Mortal Kombat logo and the the techno whatever whoever that is at the beginning mm-hmm. was like it like infused you with adrenaline and then you will go back and watch it again and it was like oh this is boring and it makes no sense it's really just kind of a montage of just fight scenes for really no reason and none of them are great really. There's a couple that are okay. And interestingly enough, the ones that were the fight scenes that were actually well received were the ones that they allowed uh, Robin show to choreograph the guy who played Liu Kang. Cause he actually, he actually had a bit of experience coming from Hong Kong with like wires and stuff. And those were the ones that they went all out on. They actually had to go back and reshoot some scenes just because they, the test audiences were like, there's not as much fighting as I thought there would be. Well, there better be a lot of fighting, right? Yes, yeah. the... but there wasn't. They went and added two big fight sequences. Which, um, do you know which ones? It was the one with reptile, and then the one with scorpion in the in the shadow realm or whatever it is. Uh, okay. Uh, the fighting guy, you knew that he had to do something because he was ripped. Uh, Liu Kang, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. like like he was like, was like holy shit, that guy's ripped. Um, hair, not so good, but <laughs> abs, impressive. It was perfectly feathered though. It was, it was there that this movie is actually the reason why there's a hole in the ozone layer <laughs> from his hair and his hair alone. Oh, my. so all those sequences where the sky is like turning purple and black and there's like holes opening up in it and getting ready for demons to come through. That's actually yeah. just, yeah, that's actually just from hairspray. Excellent. Yeah. Never owned a shirt, but that's okay. Yeah, yeah. Not why? Why would he? I would wouldn't you? either. I would, I would run around with no shirt on, like all I'd the go time, to work like that. <laughs> I would try to teach my pecs to do things. Like, <laughs> Sir, your hands are full. Uh, do you need me to help you carry your coffee out? No, I got this. <laughs> I'm sorry, ma'am. You're looking at my eyes, but I need you to look here. <laughs> <laughs> My pecs are waving at you. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so I, I was really underwhelmed with seeing it again. And as you, hopefully you guys listen to the other episode, uh, it's it made that one, since we watched this one first and then that one, it made the, the new one that much better when it came to at least the fight scenes and the visuals. Um, you know, it when you compare it to other movies that came out in 1995, which... Again, blanking because Rob broke my brain with that with that game. Right. Uh, I think that it it didn't really hold up. But then you said seventeen million dollar budget, and you're like, okay, well, that's why. You know, it didn't. There's music videos that had only a slightly less budget back then that had morphing and stuff like that, and you know they do like the face morphs to make it look like a shapeshifter or something, mm-hmm. and. It's just it didn't hold up all that great. Um, 
So what, what about you, Omar? Um, it's a movie. I mean, I remember it. I don't think I ever saw the whole thing back in those days. Cause I, I back in 95 and the, I was into totally different things. Um, of course I remember it and I saw, I've seen parts of it. I, I mean, well, the first thing that struck me is like the overwhelming nineties ness of the movie, you know, <laughs> just like everything from the way they're the, the look of, and feel of the movie, the look of the, of the, um, effects, the effects actually remind that this is another thing. They reminded me of, I'm not saying they were equal. I'm just saying it reminded me of that. Um, I think it came out like 97, maybe a little before when they made spawn. Yeah. Um, and the effects kind of, I don't know why they just, that's just what I thought of. Um, but you know, it was one of the, the movie was, it was exactly what I expected. You know, it wasn't great. It was, there was some fight scenes. Um, Christopher Lambert's, you know, he's awesome. Um, Bridget Wilson is totally yeah. awesome for completely different reasons. I'm not going to get into that right now. Um, <clears throat> it was, it, the fight scenes were fun. And the, you know, like at the end with the big scene between good and evil, um, and they try to make it sort of like the emotional whatever of um, Mr. Shirtless, you know. Uh, it, <laughs> is that Luke Kang? Yeah. <laughs> it didn't. Mr. Shirtless. They didn't. They didn't pull it off, you know, trying to make it because uh, they bring in his past and, you know, you have to, uh, you know, you have to, um, what was it? Fight, not, uh, I think I'm using the wrong quote, fight yourself or, or um, could something like that. Like it was all about it, looking inward to be able to defeat the bad guy on the outside. And it, they just, it just like defeat yourself first or something yeah, like that. Yeah, exactly. It, it, it just didn't, they didn't pull it off, but um it's interesting, Rob. I think Rob, you were saying about the fight scenes, because mm-hmm. some of the fight scenes were amazing, and then that final fight scene was almost nothing. There was like no, there was almost no. It was a total letdown compared to some of the other stuff that we saw. Flawless victory. Well, well no, yeah, not, exactly. not quite. You, you got punched in the face like eight times. <laughs> like yeah. it's not that flawless. But it was, you know, it's a fun movie. It's what I would call like a fine flawless, sir. Right. Um, yeah, and and when I when I saw this, I I mean, I I was as I was sitting there watching this, you can ask Greg. I was like, holy shit, I don't remember this movie being this bad. Um, but at the time, it was probably awesome. Well, and that's the thing. I was going to say, I I think this is one of those one of those instances where special effects were over the top for the time. And we were like, oh man, that's really cool. But that also lent it to be extremely dated because now those special effects are shit. They are horrendous. And at the time they were, they were relatively cutting edge. The CG was neat. It was like, oh cool. Look at that. That thing came out of his hand. That's neat. Oh look, they're computer animating that thing all around. Whereas, Whereas if you look at a movie like Star Wars, where it's a combination of practical effects and some special effects, those special effects actually hold up much better than early CG effects do. Am I mistaken? You're 100% correct. I mean, would correct. you agree with that? You're 100% correct. Yeah. Even the original three Star Wars from back in the 70s, the effects are better than right because they didn't re- because they weren't relying solely on the the CG aspect of it and that's what that's what the special effects in this movie were special effects were 100% CG um yeah like the the reptile thing 
when Reptile was, appears. was just terrible. It's like, yeah. Like, we were so like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, that we kind of forgot. <laughs> it pulled you right out of the movie. We kind of, like, I was trying to think back, like, when did that happen? Like, hey, he was, he got, like, he got snagged, right? He was, like, spying on them. And they snag him, and it was like, oh yeah. Well, also, he first uh, showed, he first showed up when they got to Outworld, and uh, Shang Tsung said to um, keep an eye on Katana, mm-hmm. and you know he he turned from the from the statue or whatever, yeah, like he was he was hiding there, and he turned from the statue, and then and then slithered off or whatever. He looks like Randall from Monsters Inc. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, that's but, you terrible. Know, <laughs> but. The- but to be fair, that wasn't the only issues to the movie. I mean, there there was there was definitely some very cringeworthy acting, as well as some really bad writing. And and then we've already talked about that if if you're doing a video game movie, incorrectly using the stuff from the movie is kind of unforgivable. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. a big one for me. I was like, why would you? Who sat in a room and thought that up? I was like, oh, we'll just include this line from the video game. They'll love it. And of course, everybody's like, "That's that. That's that's not what that means. What? Yeah. What do you? What do you? That that is not a flawless victory. You're bleeding from your face." <laughs> oh, that was the other. Like, are you kidding? <laughs> the way he said that, I frantically looked down at the cam- at the camera to make sure that one of us wasn't actually bleeding from our face. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, me again. I'm sorry, and, guys. <laughs> and to be honest, I th- I think that this movie came out like right around like the height of the Highlander popularity. And I think they were kind of banking on Lambert being a big pull. And I, to me, he doesn't really hold this movie up. Well, okay. So Highlander was popular before, like way before then. Well, Highlander um, came out in 89. Right. So it was early nineties, yeah. late eighties. Yeah. But like, I would never think of Lambert as like, okay, let, let's just tell you, you opened that door. So first of all, Raiden is I spo- supposed to be what a, like an, Japanese or Chinese god right. so make so having a French Swedish guy that was apparently born in America and then left after a year play him it, like he's not a good enough of an actor or a big enough of a name to really be a draw like I don't think but, anyone on the planet was like I'm gonna see that movie because of Lambert but at the time he was because he had been in a couple of things and like I said Highlander came out in 89 Highlander 2 came out in 91 and you also had the Highlander TV show that was going on around this time as well with Adrian oh, that's Paul. Right. So, I mean, Highlander Highlander was fairly popular in the early 90s. So this may have been on the backside of the Highlander popularity, but I think it was still while Highlander was actually fairly popular. I was never a big Highlander person. Oh, they, they were good. They were oh, good. we watched it. My mom loved it. My mom loved the show. I think my mom loved Adrian Paul, but... That was a good show. <laughs> I forgot about that show. That was good. Do you need to speak to a therapist? Rob, about that? I do not. <laughs> I do not, because I loved him too. Uh, well, well, I think okay. I need to right. speak to a therapist. Hey, now. this is a judgment for you. But, but I, I think I think it is in not. the, I'm in very the early mid '90s, Lambert still had some star pull, um, especially with his with his association with the Highlander franchise. Yeah. So, but I mean, he doesn't really hold up the movie for me. So, how many? Uh, I guess, see how I can do this. So, the, I think one of the first see parts of this movie that I was very uh, wary of was when Sonya Blade goes into the active dance club rave, mm-hmm. uh, starts beating the shit out of people, 
with the and shotgun. Nobody notices anything, and no one stops dancing. Yeah. Well, it was they were like so the director. Yeah, you know, yeah, it was like the director was so intent on okay, you guys just keep dancing. And she goes and she blows some dude away and she beats someone up and there's like all this craziness and no one even looks. And right. Yeah. Just, I mean, she fires the shotgun and nobody turns around. Yeah. That's just <laughs> poor planning. That's poor cinematography. That's poor, that's poor directing. I feel like like that'd be illegal. How many, like Eva take the worst crime drama. As soon as someone pulls out a gun in a club and I understand or at the very the, least pulls the, the trigger. Yeah. People scatter and run and hide under tables and stuff. And it was like, you can't have your extras do that. Yeah. Like, and it makes it so obvious that it's like a kid's, it's borderline a kid's movie. It's mm-hmm. a young adult movie, we'll say. That wasn't really a thing back then. But like, that was the first time I was really like, oh boy, this is worse than I thought. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is worse than I remember. <laughs> When they uh, when they do that sequence, you know, and and you mentioned the the story in general, and there's, a, I mean, so what what is the story? It's like uh, two gods have champions and whatever. <laughs> like it's well, no, the the um, Shokan runs, I guess, Outworld, and he's trying to claim different realms. So they have the elder gods have set up this tournament where if Shokan's forces can win the tournament 10 consecutive times, he will then be allowed to invade the realm and, right. and basically take it right. over. So this is their last chance to defend Earth from the evil forces. That be. Yeah, so so obviously not super high on plot. But if you want, there's what? At this time, there was three Mortal Kombat games. Now there's 11, of course, to draw from. And, and as well as the like weird platformer games and things like that. Mm-hmm. And like, even at when there was only three, some of these characters had really cool backstories and things that they hated about each other and, and all that. And it's like, they just kind of left that out. Yeah. And like, and like I said, in the other episode, like that was the type of stuff I loved reading. Like I loved, you know, even go to street fighter, like even, you know, the Ken and Ryu th- stories and, just like when you when you beat each character, you get that little bit of snippet of backstory, and you're like, "Oh, that person doesn't get along with that person, or that person loved that person, or whatever." And it was like the same thing with Mortal Kombat, and they only hinted it a little bit. And I think that this movie actually could have been decent if they just trusted the video game material. Well, and and the thing is, is you you get that a lot when you encounter things like like. Uh, intellectual properties that already exist. So if you're encountering like a video game, uh, a video game story or um, a remake, um, one that I've talked about multiple times, a remake of a property that already exists and has story and stuff to it, that you go and F it all up, Michael Bay. Um, um, But it's the director trying to make a name for themselves or I'm going to make this better kind of bullshit. And it's like that. You don't need to do that. Tell the story that's there. The story that's there has won people over and it's popular and they know the story and they want to see the story. And then you go and you're like, ah, fuck that. I can do this better. It's like, you can't. That's what you, I, you cannot. That's what I was just going to say too, is like, you're building this off of something that's already successful for a reason. Right. 
Why are you all you have it? to do is not fuck it up. Yeah, all you have to <laughs> just literally remake an episode or whatever. <laughs> like <laughs> use the characters as they are. Like whatever, whatever the case may be. I'm just very proud that Rob was able to talk about the 1995 Mortal Kombat movie and use the word intellectual, and it still worked out. It was it made sense. <laughs> Rob can uh, Rob's that Rob is an intellectual, so it works. Yep. Yeah, well, that's the rumor anyway. I don't know about <laughs> Never that. Never going to me an intellectual. <laughs> uh, okay, so let, where are we going here? So there is the the raid thing, the the tournament itself. We but we kind of lead up to the tournament, right? It does lead up. It. Yeah. And With lots of action. Yeah, yeah, they they did of course pull most of the characters from. Oh, no, this is what I want to talk about. They did pull a bunch of characters from the game, of course, uh, one of which is Johnny Cage. Mm-hmm. And I liked his intro. It was, yeah, they, they they did that whole, like, fight scene situation, and he beats up all these dudes, and then he beats up one guy, and the guy doesn't fall down. He's like, uh, here's the part where you're supposed to fall down. And then he, oh, and he falls down, and you realize he is actually on a movie set, which that they did pull from the game. Which I thought was good. That was really that was cool. I like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Johnny Cage was was palatable in this. He would have been a lot better if he was played by the person he was actually based on, which I'm pretty sure you wrote down, Rob. Did I? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, because the original person they wanted to play Johnny Cage was Jean Claude Van Damme, but. Jean-Claude Van Damme turned it down to play another role for a character that was allegedly originally based on him. And the role that he took instead came out the year before, and it was in the movie Street Fighter where he played Guile. Wait, so both of those characters were based on him? Well, I know that I know that the one that Guile was supposedly based off of Jean-Claude Van Damme as far as the as far as the uh, body style. I think, and jo- I think Johnny Cage was as well. I thought Guile was like I don't know. I always thought of Guile as Duke and G.I. Joe. Mm-hmm. Not a real person. Mm-hmm. But... Oh, that's funny. I did think yeah. one thing that did strike me with Johnny Cage was because this is what I was saying earlier, like such a 90s movie. The entire movie, he's wearing like a button shirt, like rolled up sleeves and like practically Cavaricis. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. He's like kicking ass. Practically Cavaricis. Like, I mean, they're. Ba- I don't know if they were, but it was close enough to remind me of Cavaricis. And I was like, wow, this is a fucking 90s movie if ever there was one. Never sweat. Man, ne- wanted, his shirt never on top. Cavaricis. You know, he looked pristine the whole time. There's no problem. Mm-hmm. It was funny. I just thought that, that, that. The movie within a movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. I wanted Cavaricis so bad. And they were so expensive. And then when my, my parents finally came home and had bought them for me, I was like, like oh, they were, were like, on sale. Cool anymore. Yeah. Like, oh, they they're were like, on they were sale because they're not cool anymore. Yeah. You're like, like I year, can't wear these now. A year and a half too late, and they were so ridiculous that like you couldn't. They didn't just kind of like blend into the background. Yeah. No, no, no. They were so extreme, and by the time they were on sale, we were all wearing flannel, so it didn't matter. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I never stopped wearing flannel. <laughs> he didn't. That's cool. Works for yeah. me. Don't care at all. <laughs> it's my happy place. Uh, the okay, so. We've introduced ourselves to the characters. Of course, Kano is introduced 
his face half robot thing definitely looks like a plastic Halloween mask. Mm-hmm. Uh, nowhere near as good as the Kano from the original movie or from the new movie, rather. No, not but, even remotely. But okay. Uh, who else is in there? We, did we have Wait, what happened Katana? to Kano in the movie? Did I miss that? Maybe I fell asleep. He gets he got killed, he gets right? Killed off early. In in this in one? The, in this old one. Yeah. Um Yeah, uh Sonya kills him because they they fought each other and Shang Tsung says, Oh, I have a present for you. Oh, I must have gotten up to get a drink or something because I missed that. And I didn't I forgot about <laughs> him until you guys just mentioned him again. I to go I totally forgot that he was even in the movie at all. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what I'm saying is he left an impression. You know what I mean? Like, I'm never yeah. gonna and and actually, um, the the guy who played Kano, Trevor, Trevor Goddard, um, apparently made such an impression on the creators of Mortal Kombat, Ed Boon and uh, uh, Tobias. Uh, shit, what's his name? Tobias, what's his face? It is. It is that. It's what's his face? Okay, Ed Boon and Tobias. Um, that they actually retconned the character of Kano to make him Australian. He initially was not Australian. Huh. At least according to information that I have found. Uh, it is Ed Boon and John Tobias. John Tobias. Yeah. Moral combat. Every time. Every time I'm looking something up, I'll just scream that just to fill in space because I can scream that without typing. There are some, I mean, beyond just what I just screamed, the, there are some quotes in this movie that I think they stick out so much from hearing the album so much. But like A Taste of Things to Come, uh, what are some of the other ones? Uh, your, your Soul is Mine, Fatality, of course, that's from the game. But um, the It Has Begun thing that starts off the movie. Like that is so memorable the way it's delivered. Like just what, the line or yeah, the 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 delivery of that line. It has begun, and I'm pretty sure it's so memorable for me at least because of the albums and the music because they they'll pepper those songs into. Your soul is mine. So that yeah. actually reminds me because we were talking about the music the other day and the the actual um, soundtracks pretty cool i think it was around that time when they were doing all these hybrid soundtracks with like metal Mm -hmm. and rap guys and they were doing like these like you know um public enemy and anthrax doing songs two interesting little tidbits that i found because i knew that you guys were really really into the soundtrack the film the soundtrack for this film went platinum in less than two weeks no shit wow and uh, they, the producers were actually rejected by, by a couple of record companies for producing the film soundtrack. They wanted to use uh, EDM music uh, or EDM. And the, the big name record companies that they went to were insisting on using popular artists like uh, Janet Jackson, Van Halen, just for an example. Um, they, finally, they finally approached TBT Records um, which was a relatively small record company. And the soundtrack for this film, according to the to the information that I found, the soundtrack for this film became the first platinum 
EDM record or EDM album ever in history. Oh wow. Really? Well, that's interesting. Okay. Well, that that kind of, I would feel that opened the door for some of the the like the prodigy didn't come out that much later after right. this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Crystal Method either. And like you said those hybrid things. What were you, what were you going to say there? Well, it's interesting that you said that because looking at the 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 artist lineup for this album I mean, there's definitely EDM, like for sure. But, mm-hmm. but there's also like, I don't know, Fear Factory and like Typo Negative. I mean, that's so industrial. Yeah, but I, I guess industrial music was a was very much on the fringe. Where like for sure for us, we we listen to it like Ministry and stuff like that. But they were really heavier than much what was going on. But then there was like these kind of light industrial bands like gravity kills and stabbing westward. And gravity kills is on here too. Yeah. Stabbing westward is also, and Are it's they? like, and those, and yeah, uh, there's two songs. Apparently I'm looking at it on IMDb. Oh. So it might be in the movie, but not necessarily on, the on there, you know, like on the soundtrack, Utah saints. That was, that was techno back then. Uh, Tracy Lords, of course, porn star. Yay. Uh, goodbye by gravity kills. But those bands within a year, released their own albums and did very and well. Did well. Yeah. And they fear factory, uh, their next two albums did pretty well. I'm assuming went platinum. Um, but then you have Napalm. So Death. like that's out of nowhere. <laughs> like, yeah. That, that's a little, that's, a, that's little a little, that's so extreme that it stands out. That stands out as extreme on a lineup. That's pretty extreme. Like in its own way, you know, like you have KMFDM and yeah. like, and typo negative. That's not exactly like Y 100 music. For those of you in South yeah. Florida, yeah, <clears throat> right. I should say top forty. Okay, yeah. There we go. There we go. Yeah, so we're in hits, but um, excellent. Anyway, it was we cool. got to talk about yeah, music. Yeah. Hell yeah, it's a cool soundtrack. Uh, anyway, yeah. Moving on. The the problem with watching this one and the new one right back to each other, I'm kind of mentally blending them together, and. It's making the new one seem less good, and this one seems slightly better than it is. Uh, but it really is just a vehicle to show a bunch of fights all in a row towards the end. Like, there's some story, it leads up to a bunch of fights, mm-hmm. and then there's, and most of, uh, there's some good ones, but most of them, of course, are anticlimactic and undersold and underacted. And then it's over. And you're like, that was the yeah. final boss battle. Yeah. And with it, with the fights being anticlimactic, that's kind of something that you don't really want in a movie that's centered around fighting, much less a movie that foregoes plot in the name of fighting. Yeah. <laughs> so, it, I mean, the, the, the movie. The movie had a couple of big flaws in it, and it it, it just couldn't recover from them. They, it wasn't like I said. the The best fight sequences were the one that they the ones that they allowed Robin Show to take over. And I, I read somewhere that this was like one of the first big budget films to utilize the the Hong Kong fighting methods with the the wires and everything. You know, the the wire fighting. Um, but. <sighs> You you kind of go to this movie expecting good fights. Mm-hmm. You don't really need plot with this kind of an action film. Agreed. 
but the I I found that that for the most part the fighting was kind of lackluster. Yeah, I mean, with this type of film, just give us some sort of emotional attachment. You know, I have to fight so that they don't kill my kid, or I have to fight so I can get the. I mean, not Mortal Kombat necessarily, but fighting films like I have to fight because then Act. I can afford then I can afford the medical treatment I need or whatever. Right. And so you actually care and then give good fights. And that's yeah. the amount of plot you need. The, I think a lot of people listening are going to be like, fuck that man. Mortal Kombat was the best. And yeah, I would have been that person too. Had I not just watched it <laughs> because I was so excited to see it again. And I was like, wow, this is the movie I watched a million times back in 1997. <laughs> 96 and, and 95 it's not really good yeah it was for the time i mean i i remember when i saw it in 95 that i was just like eh it's a, i mean i guess it's okay but but yeah i do remember the special effects being neat back in, back when i originally watched it but other than that there you know mm -hmm. they they just did not age well what what did you feel about uh, scorpion did you like? Do you like? Are you a good scorpion? Are you a scorpion fan? I like scorpion. I I do think that the new movie made a better choice of centering the the movie around the feud between Sub Zero and Scorpion. They, yes, they they took more attention because I think that's one of the better developed plot lines that they could have latched onto, mm -hmm. and and by latching onto that and making that the focus of the movie, I think I think really did did the movie justice as far as giving it something to build on. Yeah, because that's, I mean, honestly, when I think Mortal Kombat, that's usually the two characters I think of. Yeah, Scorpion and Sub-Zero. Those yeah. are the two marquee characters. I mean, at least they're the first ones I think of whenever I think mm -hmm. of the game. Yeah. And I, I just always remember the the Scorpion rope thing that pulls, of course, the get over here. Get over here. Just, I, I remember thinking it was so cool to see that type of thing in a video game. Because mm -hmm. you didn't ever really see one character controlling another character that well. Uh, what else you got? Well, a couple of um, a couple of notes that I came across. I was like, oh, really? One. <laughs> um, do you know who else was considered for the role of Raiden? Uh, Raiden. So not Christopher Lambert. Right. Do you know who the first choice was? Bill Cosby. <laughs> no. The first choice for Raiden was another Highlander actor. Really? Yeah. I, uh, not Sean Connery, right? It was Sean Connery. Huh. Wow. Sean Connery was supposedly the first choice to play Raiden. And there was another actor who was considered to play Raiden, and I was like, "Huh?" Uh, and, I, and I saw I saw this actor's name in more than one location, and I was like, "You gotta be kidding! That's gotta be a joke." I I like him as an actor. I just don't know that I would have liked him as Raiden. And that's Danny Glover. Danny Glover. Yeah. Wow. I saw his name listed more than more in more than one location as as a consideration to play the role of Raiden. Well, we look at movies in the seventies, eighties, and nineties, and you've we all these things we read about casting and 
who just who was going to play who and how scripts are written and how much cocaine these people were on <laughs> and just everything. It is amazing that there were any good movies that came out back. Then. <laughs> True. Like every like I, every single book I read about good movies, bad movies, whatever. It's like oh yeah this actress almost quit midway because the director tried to grope her breast and this happened and that happened and i'm like how do how did any of these movies happen how did back to the future happen or back or but i think gremlins or top gun yeah back to the future they were they replaced the main actor with uh with michael j fox like after they'd already started filming oh that's yeah. right who was the other i did hear that who was eric stoltz, stoltz. eric stoltz was the right. first marty mcfly right, right. And he just had no on-screen presence that they wanted for Marty McFly. And then they came across Michael J. Fox and they just reshot everything because it was it just wasn't landing the way they wanted it to. But it's funny because it's either one of those situations, like like a Stoltz, you know, situation, or mm-hmm. like what Greg was talking about with like the chaos and the craziness that happens with these other movie sets. I think that energy mm-hmm. translates onto film. I think that like tension, energy, the craziness. I think good actors are able to like sort of transmute that energy into their character somehow. And I think somehow I think it's like this magic. the viewers didn't expect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like this this sort of magic much. happens and you can like feel it. You know? I I think it's the same way with music and like with bands. Like you you've read a thousand like music biographies just like I have and it's it's insanity. But it just works. Mm-hmm. They, they, I mean, a lot of them will, would rather kill each other than talk to each other, but live, oh my God, they, they're, they're, they're the best, you know, bandmates ever. Mm-hmm. I think it's just that energy. Yeah. And, and, really? and Greg, you had mentioned, you had mentioned earlier about the choice for Christopher Lambert to play Raiden. Yes. And how, how it was it? It was an odd choice. And even, even the creator, um, Ed Boone, one of the co-creators of the game, admitted that despite being Asian, you know, that that wasn't necessarily his first choice, but that Lambert did a great job. And numerous people actually recognized Lambert as a calming effect on the production of the movie. Um, His being a veteran of numerous Hollywood blockbusters, you know, he never got overwhelmed. Um, He had a laid back attitude and he really helped to, to influence the rest of the cast as well as the director and keep everybody calm and keep everything flowing smoothly. Um, and everybody, everybody just loved him, I guess. Uh, and he, he was actually like a movie diuretic <laughs> kept everything <laughs> flowing. smoothly. <laughs> yes. He, he actually was the most expensive actor on set and they could only afford him for a few weeks of close-ups. So there were parts where, you know, they were going to use a stand in double for like wide shots that were filmed in Thailand. But Lambert didn't think or Lambert thought that the movie would be better if it was him all the time. So he actually packed up and came to Thailand for no extra charge. That's cool. To to be in all the scenes of this movie. And he even paid for the rap party afterwards. That's cool. I like hearing stories like that. Yeah. Holy crap. That's that's cool. He just did it. No, was, cool. uh, this is his. This the director you mentioned the craziness of the thing, and it kind of sent me down my own little path here. The director of this of this movie, this was his uh, second picture. So, mm-hmm. shopping was the first one, and I've never seen that. Mortal Kombat was the second one. Event Horizon was his third. 
mm-hmm. if you're not counting the um, Mortal Kombat behind the scenes documentary, which you know doesn't that really doesn't matter. count. Doesn't count. Uh, and then he did Soldier, which we talked about in the chat room, the patron only chat room. Uh, mm-hmm. Resident Evil, Alien vs. Predator. Uh, the know, good Evil. one or the bad one? The first one. The bad one. Okay. 2006 one. Uh, he's currently working on In the Lost Lands, and he uh, did Monster Hunter as well. And he is he is one of those names that gets lambasted. He is the, one of those. Uh, oh God, he took that. He took that rights to that. But I do enjoy the Resident Evil movies. I know what they are. And I'll watch him every once in a while. It's it's is he one of those ones that it's like popular to hate just because of his name? Uh, kind of like Nickelback. Not quite that bad, I don't think. It's just because there are there are some flaws that constantly happen with his films. Uh, Event Horizon being the out the the, the outsider. Yeah, the I was gonna say Outlander. I'm like that's not right. Is the outlier, but anyway, uh, what else we got? Uh, I'm looking at some of the. I'm looking at some of the fun little tidbits of, of stuff here. I think that's most. I it. I do have um, this this movie actually opened at number one, so it was really popular when it came out. It opened at wow. number one and it actually stayed at number one for three weeks. Wow, three consecutive weeks. It stayed at number one for three weeks until it was bumped by Two Wong Fu and Dangerous Minds. See, so I, went, didn't, I didn't. I didn't see this in the theater the because I had just gone off to college when it came out. I'm pretty sure I saw this in the theater, and it was one of those things you're, just, you're like I. The month this came out, I went to I went to college. It was one of those like finding the movie theater in town and finding someone to go to the movies with and all that was a little like up in the air at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you know what else, did you see the other movies that were out around the same time? Yeah, let's do the history and the other stuff. I did find some history. I'm not sure if you did. I didn't find history, but I know what I know the uh, top 10 songs. Okay. Bring them. Um, do you have any guesses? Well, I, I, I can read the list. So well, I, oh, you've looking, already I'm got the list. what's the date or the week. August 18th, 1995. Okay. One of them them is a song from a movie soundtrack. The movie Mm -hmm. soundtrack, and this song was better than the movie. Oh, okay. And we'll say it's a superhero movie. Was it it the second one or was it the first one? Because the first one was good. The, The song? Yeah, was the song from the second one or the first one? The song is from... Batman Forever. I was going to say, is it oh. the, the um, Kiss from a Rose? Yep. Yeah. I was going to yeah, say so the song was, in fact, better than the movie. For sure. <laughs> yeah, it's basically we've, we graduated high school. It was the summer after we graduated high yeah, school. Yeah, it was that. It was that. That was an f- interesting song. <clears throat> anyway. Number um, one was actually a really popular song, and it's one that, that I still sing occasionally. Don't judge me. Number one? Mm-hmm. Trumble Wumba. No, that came later. No, <laughs> Don't it was it, it was it was a, a female trio singing group. Oh, okay. Well, Greg gave it the waterfalls, right? Yeah, yeah, that's a really good song. Okay, and number three actually was another one that that I really enjoyed, and I, I, I hate this song. I can't fucking stand this song. I got to look at it's the list. Of, it's 
Yeah, but it's, ba- it's bombastic oh, by Shaggy. Oh, Shaggy. <laughs> and one more chance by Notorious B.I.G. Of course. Uh, and then number five was actually another movie song, and that was Colors of the Wind by Vanessa Williams. Oh, okay. Is that who did that? Uh, the Vanessa Williams? That was the that the, was for Pocahontas, right? The radio version, yeah. The radio version, not the version oh, in, okay. in the movie, okay. but she did the radio yeah. version. Yeah, the, the two big movies around this time were Bridges of Madison County and Apollo 13 other than this one. So it was probably the tail end of those movies. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to see a Mortal Kombat Bridges of Madison County crossover. <laughs> if we can make that happen. Where they, they have their battles on the bridge of Madison County. <laughs> yeah. And maybe like the big surprise at the end where you realize it's a shared universe is the dude from Horse Whisperer shows up maybe. Wow. You just blew my mind. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually remember some of these stories. Uh, this was the story that was going on on the day of this or the, the week that this movie came out. Uh, Shannon Faulkner. And as soon as I heard that name, it was a story I had forgotten. She was the, the woman that had petitioned to be let into the all male Citadel military, military. Oh my God, that's right. And she was, and she was harassed so badly that she left after five days. Um, so I, I, as soon as I heard her name, I'm like, why do I know that? Oh Yeah. Um, so that was the big story. Uh, Mike Tyson came back to the ring and uh, DQ's Peter McNeely in 38 seconds. It was for his return to the ring after I think his loss. He did lose. Yeah. Uh, that wasn't the infamous ear bite. Though, that was right? no, no, no. That was that was that was Holyfield, and that was that was probably either his next match or one match after that. Uh, there was also this is something that I think took hold a little bit later, but and it's kind of boring judge stuff, but. Um, Judge Thomas Jackson basically told Microsoft that they could not package other pieces of software with their operating system, meaning they couldn't put Internet Explorer with their with it, um, which did allow things like Firefox eventually to show up. Uh, but that happened that happened there and uh, lasted for about six and a half years. So they had to pull Internet Explorer from Windows, and uh, those were the, those are the big stories. Other than, you know, there's a couple sports ones, but those were hmm. sort of uneventful. So that leads us to our question of the week. Guys, as you have probably heard, we have a Patreon. And what that is, is a way to support the show. It is just $5 and it helps us. And you get an opportunity to hang out in our Patreon, uh, patron Discord chat room. You get a chance to be part of the show. You get a chance to know what movies we're watching beforehand, unless it's a very late uh, week. Uh, you get to know the question. You get to answer the question. And one of the conversations uh, that we were having, oh, if you are interested in the Patreon, it's uh, patreon.com slash give5podcast, or you could just search for it. Uh one of the conversations we have always had in the past couple of weeks and is people saying, oh, well, X movie had okay action sequences, but the plot sucked. So King Kong versus Godzilla. Godzilla. Uh, basically every action movie, you know, Transformers, uh, Mortal Kombat is why this came up. And I've always wondered, like, when I'm going to see an action movie, there's never an action movie that I'm going to see because of the plot. Really? Yeah. I'm going to see for the action sequences. The only thing I want the plot to do is get out of the way and not make me not pull me out of the action sequences. 
Because I swear to God, if you're one of those people who has gone to a Godzilla movie and has complained that there's no plot, <laughs> I have talked about slapping you for decades. <laughs> and you're not wrong. <laughs> for decades, Rob was seven will, years old. I, I will kick someone's ass. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, it's fucking. I'm bad. about to whip somebody's ass. <laughs> There's a flashback for you. What do you mean Godzilla's motivation in this scene? He's a giant <laughs> fucking lizard. Uh, so that is the deal. Uh, we the question this week because we've I've heard this conversation so many times is I want to know if people are saying well you know what I want an action movie but I don't want but I want an action movie with a good plot. I want to know what you guys would tell them. What five movies would you say? Oh. You should look this up on Netflix or Amazon Prime or your local blockbuster video that doesn't exist anymore. So that is the question of the week. And I don't know. We in the chat room, uh, former host Jimmy was playing along and he threw out a list very quickly right at like. And when I say very quickly, I asked the question at uh, 340 and he answered at 340. So now. Now, we do need to to clarify that we are looking for not the big sweeping franchises, the ones that um, that are all recognized as being... Like, oh, yeah, Iron Man had a good plot. Well, yeah, it did, and it, was, it was leading to other things and things like that. Right. So we're, we're, we're excluding the stuff like Marvel and Star Wars and Star Trek, Lord of the Rings... Those big sweeping fantasies where they have multiple movies to set things up. We're talking about in a in a in a one movie you know, sitting, basically. Mm-hmm. I didn't even, and I wanted to, but I didn't even use Alien or Predator. At yeah, all. and I want, and I was, I had my or Terminator, mind. like Alien, Aliens, Terminator, None. Terminator Two. Those are like my favorite movies ever. But yeah, but nope. So Jimmy's list, and it isn't. I don't believe his list is in any order. Because we're just we're just stealing it from him. Uh, he went with eight millimeter, which was a Joel Schumacher movie about uh, Cage. yeah yeah Nicholas Cage. Uh, cool World, which uh, I believe was Val Kilmer, if I remember correctly, and I never mm-hmm. actually saw that. But it was supposed to kind of be, in a way, sort of connected to Ro- not connected to Roger Rabbit, but people associated with Roger Rabbit because it was an animated and real life thing. thing. Yeah, it was a good uh, one. E- Equilibrium, which I don't know anything about. That's a good movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, Dark oh, Man, cool. which I remember it being heavily advertised as the movie of the summer, and it was a late summer release. So Dark Man, it was a Sam Raimi movie, I believe. Liam Neeson. Yeah, yeah. Oh. And the and Benny from L.A. Law was the oh, villain, okay. which I thought was there weird. Uh, and Dark City, the follow up to The Crow by the the director of The Crow, and those are all excellent choices. At least the ones I know of. So and. The reason one of the reasons I'm doing this is for for those listeners out there that want more plot with their action movies, and some of the and some of these are might be movies you haven't heard of. So, good quick list, Jimmy. That's a good list. Uh, welcome back, briefly to the show. Uh, so, I guess I can go since I'm already rambling on. Ramble on, sir. Yes, that's a great song. <laughs> Sorry, I had to go there. That's fine. Uh, I you gave me time to change my my choice. Underwear, not my underwear. <laughs> I don't. I don't do that. What's underwear? 
<laughs> I was I, I did have taken as number five that I get just got bumped down. I am going to put The Rock as number five. Now a lot of mine are are not really going to be movies that people have not seen, unfortunately. But The Rock, I I enjoyed that movie. I still remember se- certain sequences very clearly, especially the little explosion marbles like about to roll off of uh, the tower at at uh, Alcatraz. The VX uh, just, gas. Yep. Yep. Just learned the other day, Alcatraz. Do you know what it actually stands for? The word Alcatraz? No. Pelican. It means pelican. Because what? the the island was covered in pelicans. Hmm. Alcatraz means pelican in like another language? What language? Yeah, uh, Spanish, I believe. Klingon, actually. It's Klingon. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's, I, I think it would it. be Brahma. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number four, Die Hard. That's the a simple plot, but a good one. Number three, I don't know, and I'm this one was kind of up in the air about, but I like it a lot. The Professional, love the movie, okay. love the action sequences. Mm-hmm. The plot is simple, but the cinematography and the pacing and everything else along with it is beautiful, for lack of a better term. Uh, so, and the performances are great as well. Some young Natalie Portman in that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh inception number two yeah uh people still debate this movie it's a you know it was a action slash brain twister came out while the uh, director was working on ba- all the batman movies and it just was still good and uh if you want some awesome fight scenes and a good revenge tale kill bill both one and two uh, uh, wiggle your big toe that's all i have to say about that that's number one. And 1.2, 1. 1. I guess. <laughs> so who's going to go next? Don't care. It's up to you guys. Omar, you go ahead and go, because this is my week, so I get to go last. Word. Got it. Okay. As I sit here... He says that I... when he goes to orgies, too. It's weird. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like going last. <laughs> um, as I sit here about to read my top five, I have six... So I have to, <laughs> I have to <laughs> He's so bad at this. I'm so bad at it. Because, okay, I wish you could see the flow chart that turns into this crazy tree of ideas whenever I'm doing one of these lists. Because, and then, I, and then it ends up some unholy hybrid of my ideas, and it never turns out in a way that pleases me. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Spoken like a Romanian father. <laughs> The only one <laughs> – that's funny. The only one <laughs> that I have for sure is my number one. Beyond that, god damn it. Okay. Um, okay, my top – my four. the first four are in no particular order because I can't do this. So I'm just reading from the paper that I have. The first one is Matrix, the first, the first one because okay. it's really great. That's such a great story, and it's so well done and, of course, total action, right? changed the game that one totally changed the game okay i'm also gonna go born identity uh okay that's a great movie great action but there is a story there obviously it's part of a bigger franchise but it's not like what we discussed it's not like a marvel sized thing and rest in peace to my son's hamster that passed away two weeks ago jason Bourne is the name of the hamster (laughs) was the name of the hamster (laughs) okay that's fair um Okay, 
<clears throat> now, now I'm down to the nitty gritty. So I can't, I have to put this in here because the action is so good, but really so is the storyline, even though it's quote, pretty simple edge of tomorrow. Okay. A lot of people know it as live, die, repeat with Tom Cruise and Emily Blunt. That's mm-hmm. such a great movie. Terribly, terribly named as Edge of Tomorrow, but a much better movie than the marketing department gave it credit for. 100% agreed. The marketing the marketing wasn't great, but it was like, ah, that looks cool. But then when you watch it, it's like, holy shit, this is amazing. And if I recall correctly, Live, Die, Repeat was just like the tagline. But that's yeah. what it started to be. Known. And it would have been a better title. It would have been a better title. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, I have two good ones, and I can't decide which one to go for my second to last. Oh my god, this is painful. All right, um, I'm gonna go uh, Equalizer with Denzel Washington. Okay, um, that's a great movie. There's some good action, but it, there's a solid plot. Denzel Washington's one of my top favorite of all time. Just like with all my lists, he's one of my. 10 favorite in my top three actors of all time. Cause I can't wow. decide. Um, my number one, I'm, I'm, I'm dying to do an honorable mention for the other one, but that's fine. But my number one, this movie actually was so good. It, it actually blew my mind. And I, I went through a phase where I watched a lot of like, um, Chinese, Korean, that type of cinema, right? Hero. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, Hero was just a phenomenal movie. It was beautiful in every way. Was that the but, one that had the very the each of the fights was a very distinct color? If I remember correctly, there was one movie like that where it was. It, to me, it was a beautiful like movie. Uh, yeah. That might have been House of Flying Daggers. No, that might have been Hero. I don't remember anymore. I, don't know. But, I just remember a, very, a field full of very orange dead leaves. I think that was Hero. Okay. Hero is the one where, with the, I believe it was Jet Li, and he's mm-hmm. um, telling his story to, um, I guess, the Emperor. And and I don't want to give anything away, but it's, it is such a fantastic movie. And the plot is so refined and well done. Let's put it this way. You don't see it coming. You just, you don't see it coming. And. I haven't seen that in so long. It is. Go. It's it's such a phenomenal movie that, um Everything about it is amazing. So it's definitely an action movie. There's no way you can, I mean, it's definitely an action movie, but it's a movie that like, it's basically told in a few different vignettes of like mini stories. Mm-hmm. And they're all like, you get lost in each one. You don't even, it's, it's unreal. And we've got a patron list from Alec. Hey, give me five podcasts. It's Alec. With my top five uh, action movies that have good plots, I have to be honest, I think there's a ton of action movies that have good plots. So this was actually a really tough list for me. And I know that, you know, I didn't, have to, I didn't even think of using any Marvel or Star Wars movies because to me action is kind of different than those anyway. Um, anyway, here's the list. Uh, honorable mention is going to go to Speed, which I think is a pretty perfect action movie with a great plot. It's pretty much die hard on a bus, but it actually works. Um Number five would be The Rock. Uh, that plot is pretty pretty awesome, too. Uh, you know, British agent that's been in prison, teams up with a chemical weapons specialist and breaks into Alcatraz to, you know, stop a hostage situation. That's, that's a pretty good plot. It actually works pretty well. Uh, number four, The Long Kiss Night. I kind of 
think a lot of people forgot about this movie, but it's a great, you know, action movie with Gina Davis as a an assassin with amnesia who realizes she's an assassin after thinking she's a housewife for X amount of years and uh, chaos ensues. Uh, number three, Beverly Hills Cop. It's kind of a simple plot, but it works perfectly. Uh, you know, Detroit Cop's best friend gets murdered by uh, people that he thinks are in Beverly Hills. He goes to Beverly Hills and clashes with the police department and the culture in Beverly Hills. It's, you know, works perfectly. Number two would be Predator. You know, basically, hey, let's do a Vietnam movie, also a slasher movie, but let's set it in the jungle and uh, let's just have a bunch of really strong dudes uh, fight an alien. I don't know. It's, it, it, it sounds crazy, and yet it works perfectly, and I think that's because the writing on that is actually pretty excellent. And then number one, uh, I mentioned, I cited this movie uh, when I mentioned Speed, and that's Die Hard. Die Hard is arguably the greatest action movie of all time, and the story is pretty tight. Uh, you know, hostage situation takes place in one location for the most part, and uh, every character matters in the movie, which I think is part of the, you know, everything moves the plot forward and makes sense. Anyway, those are my movies. Hope you like the list. Thanks. Bye. Excellent list again. I cannot think about the movie Speed without thinking about the fact that when I left the theater after seeing it, I, there was a crowd of people watching a TV at a Ruby Tuesdays outside of the building, and it was the O.J. Simpson car chase. So it went from car chase movie to a real-life car chase, and it was insane. Yep. Rob. All right. Well, I've got a couple of others. I think one or two of them have been mentioned before, but at number five, um, I've got to put in Die Hard. I, I really enjoyed it. It was a simple premise, but it – it was well done and they kept it going and it all made sense. At number four, I'm going to put it. It's an action comedy. It might be a little bit more of a comedy than an action, but I'm, I'm sticking it in there because I really liked the premise. It was a great idea and they held it together with the story. And that's men in black. That was a great movie. Really, really enjoyed it, and it was really well put together. Um, at number three, another another movie that was really complex, and and honestly, Matrix should have been on this list somewhere, but I I didn't include it. Um, so I, but another really complex movie that had a lot of questions for me and I thought that it fell apart at times. Um, but a lot of people absolutely loved it and that's inception. Um, very well thought out, even if it got a little convoluted at times. And I think they kind of forgot their own rules here and there, but you know, it's what it is. Number two, a great action flick with a very interesting premise and, they delivered the entire movie. The second one is still better, but I'm going to go with Terminator. But my number you one. You just really like uh, Bill, pa- uh, Bill Pullman? Bill, Pax- Bill Paxton as a common street thug. I do. <laughs> I do. Who doesn't? But my number one is a movie that. Some of the best movies are about real events. Mm. And I feel like I may have cheated using this one. However, 
I remember when this movie came out. And if you say action, Pearl Harbor, I will drive there and bitch slap you. The action <laughs> with an Aerosmith CD. I'm just saying. The action was so intense, so realistic, and so reminiscent of uh, what happened. I know what you're gonna say. That that veterans were walking out of the theater yep. crying. Yep. And that's saving Private Ryan. Yep. Damn. Uh goosebumps. That was a great yeah. yeah, I remember seeing that movie, taking it all in, it being completely utterly crazy, and then I remember I was walking back to my apartment in college, and I went, I, I went up the stairs, and I started thinking about the opening sequence again, mm-hmm. and I just was like, and I don't think any of you guys ever saw that apartment, but it had like a bridge outside of the, like, outside of the door, mm-hmm. and I remember just standing on that bridge, and just like, I don't even know how long, just thinking like, dear God, especially the parts where everything goes quiet because of the bomb explosions or, mm-hmm. and there's just that like that squeaking sound or that squealing sound in the background. The, that the ringing. Like, yeah. The ringing. Yeah. yeah. Cause I, I, I honestly believe that's what it would be like. I hope I never find out honestly. Well, yeah, that's crazy. That, I forgot about it. that's such a great movie. God damn. Right, mm-hmm. So uh, you guys out there, listeners, all of you have a, if you haven't seen any of those movies and you're like, man, I really wish that, Godzilla had a soliloquy where he talked about his <laughs> where he talked about his his true feelings. Uh, oh, Mothra! Just... <laughs> Wherefore art thou? <laughs> uh, you need to watch these movies and be like, okay, there's my plot. Now I can go back to watching the giant. I regret that I have but one Ghidorah to defeat. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh my god! <laughs> it's gonna be very confusing when people listen to an episode called "Wherefore Art Thou Mothra" and they're like, "Why are they talking about Mortal Kombat?" <laughs> so fucking funny! Oh my god! Okay, so that is our episode. Thank you guys for listening. You can check out all of our stuff at GiveMeFivePodcast.com, and. uh Omar gets the pick and hosting duty next week. So we are going to figure out what we're going to watch. And if you are a patron, you can figure that out as well. I don't know what to pick yet. Hint, My Little Pony, the movie. You know what I'm saying? Oh, boy. Buckle up, everybody. (laughs) We actually know the rider. True. We do. (laughs) You do, too. We all do. Uh, He's been on the show numerous times. I remember. Yeah. So thank you for listening, guys. You guys can say your platitudes. Uh, platitude. <laughs> Platypus. Platypus. <laughs> you win. <laughs> your podcast is mine.
So now the gypsies are pissed at my mom <laughs> because she did that. So now when she leaves, they're like out there waiting for her. There was no stabbing. I don't remember the story of how she got out of it, but um, yeah, welcome to the 80s. The gypsies were never seen again, and your, <laughs> and your father left the house with a duffel bag that was leaking red substance. 